Welcome to You But Better. Mini episode. Five minutes of genius. Warning, you are about to become a genius in the next five minutes. Hello, Better Yous. I'm Seth. And I'm Lex. And welcome to You But Better for another five minutes of genius. Friends, get ready to learn and be inspired because today's five minutes of genius is a topic that Seth feels super passionately about. Super passionately. How to be an effective brother-in-law. Better use, you've probably heard of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And honestly, better use, I feel sorry for you if you have not, because that is one of the most significant and legendary self-help books of all time. So impactful. Stephen Covey, he is an absolute legend in the self-actualization community. He brought us such mind-boggling, powerful habits like put first things first. Oh. A good one, right? And my personal favorite, sharpen the saw. And you can tell, friend, because you sharpen the saw as often as you can. I'm always sharpening the saw. And not only that, I love self-help advice that is based on shop and home improvement metaphors. It just gets me going. Mm. But anyway, the point is today we are taking Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and we are making it even better and even more specific. That's right, better use. Aside from being an effective person in general, it's so important to show up for your family and your loved ones. That's why today we're showing you the seven habits of highly effective brother-in-laws. And here's the cool thing, better use. These tips could actually apply to any family member. Probably, but brother-in-laws especially need to really listen to these. Here we go. Habit number one. When you go to a potluck, bring a main dish. Totally fair. When you go to a potluck, you want to show up in style. You want to show up bringing a powerful dish that is going to make the people you came with look good and make an impression. That's right. At a typical dinner and you show up and you don't have any food, that's usually fine. But at a potluck, you are partly responsible for the meals that we're all going to eat. Yes. If I bring an entire grass-fed brisket... Don't just bring a 25-pack of plastic forks. That's inconsiderate. You know we have silverware. Yeah, that is so specific. Did that happen to you, Seth? I can't really talk about it. Habit number two. If someone isn't interested in cartoons, don't keep talking about cartoons. Ooh, this one is good. I got to be honest with you, Seth. I would not have thought of this one. It's important. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have different interests. When you talk to somebody and you really want to connect to somebody, it's important to know them, to get to know them and figure out what makes them tick. Yeah, sure. I personally don't want to hear an entire history of Ren and Simpy's soap bar episode. Okay. It's not inspiring to me. It doesn't help me grow. It doesn't make me better. It just makes me wish my wife and I hung out with you less. Wow, that um, okay, that's very interesting. I'm sensing some uh, emotion there. Well, the, the the theoretical wife and whoever, right? Sure, sure. Fine. Habit number three. If you get invited to go adventure kayaking with your sister and her husband, don't show up stoned out of your mind every single time. It ruins kayaking. 
Now, I got to say, Seth, I have been kayaking several times before, as you know, and we have kayaked together. And I So do many wanna, times. I don't necessarily, I'm obviously not against substances. I use some myself, but I yes. have to say the number one rule of kayaking is be prepared. That's right. Let's say, let's say you're a brother-in-law, okay? Sure, hypothetically. And you get invited to the world's longest guided kayaking tour of the Nepali coast in Kauai. Oh yeah, you did that one, right? It was, it's so beautiful. I have to yeah. go back. I didn't get quite the experience I wanted. Okay. Let me ask you, yeah. should you smoke three bowls right before kayaking? Mm. No, you should not. That could give you a panic attack, making you paddle in circles for hours and possibly ruin the entire trip, sending everyone back to California the same night. I do agree that would be a terrible thing for a brother-in-law to do, you know, should it happen. And this applies to any invited thing. If you're invited somewhere, you have to think about how your actions are going to affect the people who invited you. I love how specific this one is. It feels like it's almost talking about a specific person. Oh, it is. The brother-in-law, which is a oh, okay. very specific yeah, role in a family. Yeah. Habit number four. When you give a birthday or Christmas or Hanukkah gift to your brother-in-law, make sure it's thoughtful. It shouldn't be a random t-shirt of an 80s hair metal band unless you know for a fact he's into that band. Nice. Guys, when you give a gift, it should reflect the interests and the passions of the person you're giving the gift to. That's right. Your gift should say, Hi, I know what you're into and I'm giving you something to explore you. Not, Hi, this is a gift that shows you more of who I am. If you gave me a poison t-shirt last year and I never wore it, use your fucking emotional intelligence. Ooh. Don't give me a fucking talk dirty to me t-shirt the next year. Wow, Seth, this one is making you, this one is really getting you riled up. Are you sure that didn't happen to you? It Personally? I can't speak to that. All I can say is that there are a lot of brother-laws in this world who give shitty gifts. Okay, and that's got to stop. Yeah, keep in mind better use. I got you exactly what you wanted. Listen to Seth's words and the passion in his voice. This applies to all brother-in-laws, not just <sighs> individual ones. All of them. Wow, Lex, I am having to abate my anger because I am frustrated for the brother-in-laws all across the world who listen to our podcast, who know that they need to set a higher standard for themselves. I love that you have that generalized compassion and then it's not necessarily about, you know, anyone in specific. You don't want to single anyone out. I personally don't believe in singling people out or targeting anyone. Great. The only person you can target is yourself. True. Because you can better yourself. True. Even if you're a brother-in-law. Habit number five. If your brother-in-law is very successful, like, say, a high-level podcaster. For example. Don't make him regret bringing you to a fancy party full of influencers and celebrities. Now, this is a good point because if you... See, there's a thing about elite-level and yeah. high-level parties where there are a lot of individuals, let's just say of means, yeah. and very high vibes, it is very easy to kill the vibe with a misplaced step. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal to go to these things in the first place. And whenever you show up, you are a reflection of the person who invited you. So don't shout, spring break, no parents. Nobody's parents are there in the first place, asshole. No offense. Did that, did was that, did that get shouted? It did, didn't it? I've heard it at parties before. Yeah. That's all I can say. 
Fair enough. You don't want to make a joke that doesn't land, so you should probably be confident in your joke. Yeah. Or your slogan that you're shouting. Yeah, and that leads me to habit number six. If you're at that fancy party and you end up talking to a U.S. senator, don't just ask a bunch of creepy questions about UFOs the entire time. Okay, now I have to be honest here. If I was talking to a U.S. senator, which I obviously have before, and I knew that U.S. senator had specific knowledge of UFOs, I would be pretty interested. I got to admit. Look, curiosity is something that we've often said you need to bring to the table. If you're not curious, you're not growing. You're not learning. You're not gaining knowledge, right? But we also say you have to stand on your own shoulders. Yeah. You can't just show up with somebody else's invitation and make them look like a giant asshole, okay? You can't do that because... The senator will start getting uncomfortable. The Secret Service will start moving in a way that makes everybody in the party uncomfortable and the party ends. And that's just, that's bad etiquette. I could see how that would, you know, really piss me off and harsh my vibe if my brother-in-law, you know, if I had a brother-in-law and they were doing that. I I could see getting a little bit irked at that. Yeah, it can be very frustrating. I hear, I hear that from a lot of brother-in-laws. See, the thing is, is like, if a senator has that UFO knowledge, you need to get it out of them in a socially intelligent way. You need to use a little bit of Machiavellian tactics. You can't necessarily just press the issue relentlessly. You really can't because these senators, they have have families to think about, okay? They can't just be giving you information at an Oscar party. True. Habit number seven. If we tell you to edit something out, edit it out. Seth, I got to say, this one definitely seems like it is about Dwayne. Lex, I could see how you would think that, but I have to say, we get emails all the time from podcasters who are working closely with family, and they, they have expressed to me that they understand the possible frustration that I could possibly be having with my own brother in law. So I just want to put it out there for those podcasters. Just set that boundary. Let your brother-in-law know. If you're the brother-in-law listening right now, you're not helping. You are, in fact, probably going to put them in a precarious situation, forcing them to beg Blue Pillow to continue their partnership with your podcast. Even though you, you didn't mean to say what you said, you just expressed maybe your favorite color wasn't blue. That's not usually a big deal. It would have been a less big deal if you would have edited it out of the podcast like it was requested. Yeah. That's dollars we lost that month. Yeah, we did We did request for Dwayne to edit out the blue is not my favorite color comment that you made. And it did, that comment did seem to end up in the episode, thus losing the Blue Pillow sponsorship. But we're all good. We have the new purple line at Blue Pillow. It's been a really wonderful collaboration, but that was at the work of damage control done by, I mean, really done by you, Lex, and and me, reaching out and just pleading our case. Yeah, I did make the case for philosophical pluralism about colors, and I feel like it added another depth to the conversation that we got that sponsor back. That's right, Blue Pillow. We want to thank you for sponsoring today's episode. Dwayne, I would like to thank you for editing this out. Fuck you, dude. You got to stop fucking things up. I love you as a family member, 
But as a human, I am starting to have a little bit of, I despise you a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. Edit that out, Dwayne. Dwayne, never take anything personally. That's my advice. That's one of the four agreements. Better use. This has been five minutes of genius. You, but better. Friends, thank you for listening and becoming a better you. And if you haven't followed us on social media yet, you haven't fully committed. Find those social links in the episode description. Also, please rate and review us on your podcast listening app. It helps more people find this podcast and become totally enlightened. And remember, don't just be you, be you, but better. better.